I know, but if you play with your balls, they're more sensitive. It's going to distract you. Well, that's true. I can do it for you while you're at work tomorrow. See if it's distracting. <laughs> It'll definitely be distracting. Yeah. <clears throat> do, do, do. Making snakes. <laughs> Making snakes. Well, you ruined that. Uh, <laughs> that's just, that's fucking over. I, thanks. That's a bad, that's a bad now. <laughs> no. That's a bad now. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Rule four violation. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Oh my god, you're a virgin? Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Dave? Well, we finished up Bookworm last week with Carney, and God, what a way to end out the fucking month. I'm going to be seeing that clown makeup in my nightmares for a while. I'm going to start talking to people in public like Gary Busey does in the cage. <laughs> I'm just going to start yelling that right. from my car in the parking lot of the grocery store. But we're moving on to a new month, and that means a new theme. And you know what? It's December. It's the end of the year. We're all feeling a little retrospective. Uh, maybe we should look back on some things that have come before. So our theme is hindsight is 2020. Looking at movies that we watched way back in the day to see if they hold up at all to our memories. All my choices are great. Look back. I have a history full of podcasts to demonstrate all, right. all of my good decisions. Yeah, no, we've, we've categorically demonstrated that we all have terrible taste. So... <laughs> Realistically, this month, we're just going to be digging into where that comes from. Casey, you're kicking us off for the month. What did you bring for us this week? Ooh, I brought a film that I remember loving as a kid, and it would crop up on Disney Channel when we first finally got it in our cable package, like circa 1997, 1998-ish, maybe. Mm, all right. From 1996, Wish Upon a Star, starring Queen Katherine Heigl. <laughs> Queen Katherine Heigl. I don't care if she's mean. Hey, hey, let's not just give this all to Katherine Heigl. Danielle Harris may not have uh, reached quite the heights that Katherine Heigl did after the movie, but... She co-stars no. in this. What? Because she's five foot, Dave? Oh, yeah. We're going to be wow. talking about that. Nice, Dave. Yeah, no, come on. I Rude. actually, I enjoy everything I've ever seen her in. I really, really like her a lot. All right, Case, to get a peek at your childhood, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You just looked into one of those trick mirrors, and it looks like you're somebody else. Convinced? That you have swapped bodies and you decide to go make out with some random guy to show that person what's up. So in the 10 seconds before some weirdo gives you a hickey, sell us on this movie. My every flaw and insecurity into a tight 90 minutes is the perfect slice of life in a 90s fashion, culture, and beauty. Everything makes sense now. 
seven seconds. <laughs> I this... didn't realize how personal it would be. Uh, yeah. Honestly. Wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have a very different take on this film than both of you. That's, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, very sure. certain of that. I definitely, as I was watching this, I had questions for you specifically about yeah, your I was experience like, with it. Is this my personality? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Before we get ahead of ourselves, we need to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched this week. Wish Upon a Star follows Alexia and Haley, two sisters in suburbia with typical sitcom differences. Catherine Heigl plays the older sister, Alexia, an airhead flunky obsessed with clothes and her football boyfriend. Her younger sister, Haley, is played by the actually a year older Danielle Harris. Haley's a total nerd who knows about stars and stuff, and the only thing she wants more than going to the National Science Fair is her older sister's boyfriend, which Kinda I assume gross. is totally normal. Case, were you really interested in your older brother's girlfriends? No. It's <laughs> a very <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'm just asking. I'm trying to get a baseline yeah. here. So no, no, the no. Two Casey of them... and Toby have totally different taste in women. Very different taste. Like, I have some. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but... Ah, oh, come on. He knows. So, Haley and Alexa are constantly fighting, and their psychologist parents can't be bothered to get in the middle anymore, so I guess it's just Mad Max rules for the kids? Yeah, you know, free range. It's, it's a theory. Hands-off parenting. Yeah, I, I guess instead of like uh, instead of helicopter parenting, this is orbital orbital satellite parenting. You're just watching, <laughs> but you're not doing anything. One night, the nerdy Haley is doing her star homework and spying on Alexi and her boyfriend in the hot tub. Getting creepier. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting totally creepier. normal stuff. Totally normal stuff. Spoiler alert: This is not the last time we're going to be touching that dial. Haley sees a shooting star and wishes that she could be Alexia so she could kiss football boys and reach top shelves. <laughs> hey, okay, I get the reach top shelves thing. She's in for a lifetime of climbing cupboards like an awkward mountain goat. Alexia wishes on the same star that she could be Haley so she could manage better than a C- and figure out how telescopes work. Mirrors. What do you, ICP? <laughs> What do you mean, Dave? <laughs> the shooting star obliges in typical Freaky Friday fashion by waiting till way later when everyone's asleep to switch them into their new bodies so we can get a just woke up in a new body screen. After birthday candles don't reverse the situation, the girls go to school as each other. Haley learns she can't handle high heels or a stick shift, and her older sister had just dumped the basketball boyfriend that she had been pining over. Meanwhile... Alexia learns her younger sister's been reading her diary, wearing her clothes, and being in general super creepy on her boyfriend. Which gets confirmed when Haylexia comes home wearing a hickey from the freshly undumped basketball boyfriend. Oh, hey, boy. Oh, no. Yeah, that, it's... it's um, okay, we gotta talk about it later. Better the penis you know rather than the penis you don't know. I mean, if she's going to be doing weird shit in your body, at least she wasn't like, yeah, it was some guy I met at a truck stop. <laughs> he had a woman's name, Glory. Oh. 
Once again furious with each other, the squabbling sisters try to commit social suicide. Haley wears the same outfit to school two days in a row. Gasp. <gasps> I know. Well, For real, though, in high school, you would yeah. never. Yeah. You would and, never. Yeah. And Alexia wears a dominatrix Halloween outfit to do a table dance in the cafeteria. That second one seems like we have escalated just a bit. Really quick, though. Isn't it hilarious that you would never wear the same outfit twice in a row in high school? And how many days a week do you wear the same outfit twice in a row? No, I think the uh, the same outfit two days in a row definitely worse than the, the table dancing. Absolutely. Either way, the girls figure out mutually assured destruction isn't the best plan. And they call a truce on the other's social standing. Haley will trick her big sister's teachers into thinking she's not stupid. And Alexia will pick up boys in her younger sister's body? Is, yeah. is that what happened? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. She, she specifically line up the neighbor boy, Simon, for when they swap back. The girl's plan mostly works out flawlessly, with Alexia learning enough science to present her sister's homemade still at the science fair, and Haley annoys her sister's friends into being less bitchy, which I guess is a success, right? Anyway, the mean girls are less mean. They hit a snag, though, when Haley makes a wish on a star to turn back and it fails. But Alexia admits she knew all along that it had to be a double wish. And they're like, oh, I and the carry on Two wish, one star. Ah, same <laughs> star, different star. Mm. Is this X-1999? Are we Give watching anime? <laughs> Just before the big winter dance, the sisters hug it out and wish together to go back to their own bodies. This shooting star respects the importance of high school dances and character arcs. <laughs> so this time they swap bodies immediately instead of while they sleep. Alexia wins the Winter Queen formal, and Haley gets together with the neighbor boy after apologizing for her out-of-pocket table dance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> she I, um, does. She's obviously <laughs> appealing to a very different guy because out-of-pocket table dance was my M.O. I'm just As a okay. high school kid, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, hello, hi, we should meet. Wait a minute, TM, TM, out-of-pocket table dance is definitely our band name. <laughs> <laughs> it's an emo band, obviously. And presumably their dumbass parents take credit for all of it and write a book. Yes. It is not about how to parent your children through the use of voodoo magic. And listen, no, no, no. Their parents' book is about being hands-off with your kids and also using reverse psychology and hand-offness with it. Yeah. So it it's, what it's, it's hands-off parenting, and that is what like people are turning to right now in this movie motherfucking paved the way to the chaos we're descending in. They're not parenting. They're millennial just parents. Not parenting. Yeah. That's a millennial. No, and it's not a millennial. They were saying that in the 90s, which is exactly yeah. the thing that they were targeting, which and they also said in the 80s about latchkey kids, up. which they also said in the 70s about the hippies yes. kids. This line we have been literally saying forever. It because is a nonsense fucking talking point. It's true. All right. I aside from the psychologist parents, I'm sorry I even brought it up because they're they're a background joke at best. Um, I had a lot me, of questions Nan, about the parents. Nan yeah. is a former fucking Bond girl. 
Yeah. So why don't you zip the lip? Yes. She's Dr. Goodhead from Moonraker. Oh, (laughs) yeah, okay. I don't watch Moonraker. It's anywhere near as often as the others. It is a good one. I do love it. Moonraker's a great Bond film. Are you kidding me? I can't believe you disrespected Nan. The movie certainly disrespected them. Why? Because it filmed 99% of the scenes at that dinner table? Jay was like, I, were they just there for the, the weekend? And then yeah. they showed him, like, finally somewhere else. I think yeah. in a different part of the room. He's like, oh, okay, all right, all right. There was two sets. I thought Great. maybe they just had one set for him. They're like, all right, guys, just we're going to do, like, five wardrobe changes. Get this knocked out in an afternoon. Because they go to see Hang the on. principal. Hang on. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, because yes, because there is another scene where they are in the principal's office, but when they are in the principal's office, the first time we see them in that scene, they are already seated at the principal's desk. So maybe (laughs) they just stayed seated while they redressed the set around them. (laughs) They have something in their claws. Like I have to be at this magnetic point yeah because <laughs> yeah. there there's there's also the one more scene when they're at the desk on the way out but maybe they just snagged him as they were signing paperwork on the way out the door hold yeah, on other- hold on real quick one more we got to do a reshoot yeah otherwise yeah no they're they're barely in this movie they get a, a couple of lines about how like fuck it we give up let him go free range and see what happens no 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 you're over dramatic no that wasn't why why was because they realized that they're both therapists. All of their clients say their parents ruined their lives because they tried to control them. So their theory was, let's do the opposite. Yeah, the same thing to do is to just, like, not guide Need your kids jerk. at all. <laughs> and so yeah. these these apparently practicing clinical psychologists think that the best way to shape your child's psychology is to be uninvolved with it because then you can't traumatize them. Yeah, which I'm going to call I, I'm going to call bullshit on this because the movie takes this up to and including when the daughter who was given a $200 budget for a dress blows past it to a $300 dress. They go, oh, well, no rules, honey. I guess we'll pay for it. No goddamn parent, regardless of parenting theory. Yeah, no, honey, you're free to do whatever you want with 200 goddamn dollars. <laughs> but it also shown that they're super rich. They're super rich. They're both psychotic. They had a fucking mansion. A Mick mansion. Yeah, let's not let's not exaggerate it. Yeah, it's a, <clears throat> it's it's a Mick mansion. But it's implied that money is no object to this family. Either way, I'm just upset that at the end of the movie, they are presumably going to take credit for all of this and write a book and probably make some money selling it in, like, airports. And start a domino effect that kills Harambe. One of them's going to be on Dr. Phil in 10 years. I don't want the parents taking credit. For where the credit should be given to Voodoo Freaky Friday magic. Yeah, how okay. come we never talk about that? How is it that 
that okay right you have these people especially one of them is is supposedly science minded mm-hmm. and they have this understanding of the way the world works you literally wish upon a star and it comes true and what the fuck i mean Indiana Jones has proof that the Christian God is real. And he says he just locks it in a fucking vault and wanders off. Time out. Time out. Think about it, though. You and your sister know that this works. Right. So you move to opposite sides of the country. And then every time you want to go to a concert in that city for the weekend, you're like, cool, switch me bodies. I'll get you tickets to Red Hot Chili Peppers. You give mm-hmm. me tickets to Wham. Okay. I have I I, I, I have know a I'm gonna go see Wham. I have a follow okay. up though. So they they both wish on a star at the same time to switch bodies and it works. And then they yeah. wish on a star at the same time to switch back and it works. Yes. What about other wishes though, bro? Like for some reason wishing on stars works for your family. I That's think it's got to be consensual. You guys got to be having the same wish. Fuck that. But it's it just works. two people wish like. Okay. Like, right. So sit down with a goddamn note. I wish the Washington right. Monument was a cucumber. <laughs> right. I'm Banger. Just, chaos. Figure Love out it. the rules Love of this it. Wonder Twins powers Thank and you. make right. it happen. <laughs> I like Casey's you idea. You know who needs to go? <laughs> Maybe some people who are untouchable. You know what I mean? Just like you guys have your own mental death note that just happens to go with. Yeah, but don't you think like people would eventually catch on the pattern like death note? Everybody else went death note with it. Wait, yeah. Hold on. All right. So now are we is the sequel to Wish Upon a Star. The yeah, Death which, Note version which where the two of them, right? And yes. then we have like an L character that comes in trying to hunt them down, maybe dating them. Right, 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 right. So is is this the is this Wish Upon a Star two Death Note? L <laughs> is the neighbor that they link up with. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I see where you're going. Obviously, yes. obviously. He saw the switch and was like, "Wait a minute." I do. I do need to comment on the younger sister's sciencing, because it, it's a huge part of the plot that she has been working for a year on this project to win her local science fair and hopefully go to the national science fair, and it's a it's a homemade energy project, right? Yes, it's a compost and, yeah. pile. Yeah, it's a yeah, compost it's- pile that using a high pressure chamber distillates it into something that lets her i said out loud while she was describing it to her sister bitch that's a still this girl is making moonshine for her high school science project at school chad move ma'am chad move i love that she's ready for college in every way possible dave i mean i'm in i'm so fucking in you have my vote and also, can I try your moonshine? <laughs> I thought we were clever putting vodka in water bottles, but this this yeah, takes no, the cake. This is on Just another level. Right. Scientific moonshine. What are you doing? Science. But also moonshine. <laughs> Scientific moonshine. The first EP. Is, wait, okay. Is that the, the album name? I like it. Um, is that why the science teacher likes her so much? She's just fucking making him some good booze. Yeah. 
He's like, ah, I think you're going to win nationals with this one, darling. I got to puke. Shouldn't have told you that. Third third mason jar. (laughs) The spinoff TV series of this one was just like a really weird children's breaking bad. (laughs) But but with Oh, no. (laughs) Catherine Heigl isn't popular in college. I can help out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got now Wish Upon a Star 2. Death Note yeah. and the Wish Upon a Star <laughs> spin-off TV series. Just them in college hijinks. <laughs> yeah, them just in college hijinks. We don't really say where the Death Note fits in so we can be ambiguous about it because if yeah. we like if if the college hijinks is successful, right? We want to be able to spin that off into a sitcom. So, we got to be smart about it, but we'll make sure and have Death Note edition ambiguous about it. They got Gaddafi. They got Gaddafi. <laughs> Question answered. It was them. Now it's it like a spy thriller, like the Russians. <laughs> yeah. Spy- <laughs> yeah, that's like season four. It goes hey, Disney, puffy. where were you? Where were we for you in 1996? We could have turned this into, you're doing all this shit with Marvel now. We could have been doing it 20 years ago. Marvel. 24 years ago. 25, I don't know, 26 years ago. I don't know how long it's fucking been. I like that Disney makes a dumb Freaky Friday movie, and we're now here several decades later going, hey, Disney, where were the Wheaton sisters on 9-11, huh? (laughs) This is not a Disney movie. Well, it feels like it. I'll tell you that. Do you think Disney would let one of their characters dress in bondage and talk about (laughs) losing their virginity? Who knows? No. Is the answer in 1996? Yeah, that's fair. okay. We just had the Lion King. What are you talking about? Oh, and he never tells the truth. He's Lion King. He's um, lying about if he's a virgin <laughs> or not. Let's talk about that. Yay or nay? <laughs> Haley totally banged her basketball boyfriend in Alexia's body. The movie says no, but let's let's have a round. Dave, Wait. what do you think? I, mm, I, I, I'll give the movie, uh, we're at 51%. This is not, it would not pass federal court, but in a civil case, they did not. (laughs) 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 Like the Dave just gave it the OJ verdict. All right, Casey, what about you? Wait, what is the question? (laughs) (laughs) When Haley was in Alexia's body, right? And she came home with that giant hickey and she was like, I swear I didn't lose your V card, sweet, sweet sister of mine. All we did was make out. Do you believe her or do you think she actually got dicked down and now she's like, no, I think there was hand stuff, but nothing else. (laughs) Just some hand stuff. I mean, are you suggesting that she just mounted up in an open top Jeep in their parents' driveway? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Regulators. (laughs) Mount up. Exactly. And she got over there. She took a quick ride, right? She wanted to see what it was like. She thought she was only going to be in her sister's body for like a day. You might as well fucking, you know. That ain't my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right, it's not her baby. Which she gets, you know. No, sweetie, you don't need a condom for this one. <laughs> yeah. 
So, which leads me to do a question for you, Casey. Nobody knew about HPV, Dave. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because our okay. theme this month is hindsight is twenty twenty. It's about movies from our childhood. And you've admitted this is a movie from your childhood that you watched quite a bit, right? I watched this probably like, I'm going to say 20 times. Okay. So, which of the children did you... Everything. Everything. Like a solipsism, I am them, they are me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Everyone. Gotcha. So you weren't identifying with Catherine Heigl or Danielle Harris in this. It was the, just both. Everyone. Of them. She was just identifying with them all. The universe. Okay. I think that makes it weirder. Maybe. No, nope, that makes more sense to me. I mean, it's definitely less rapey than if you're just vibing with a younger sister who jumps into her older sister's body and is immediately like, "Yeah, gotta go get up on some deep." <laughs> Are you trying to say Casey wasn't the hot bitchy one? I'm the janitor. (laughs) That's what I do in my universe. Just toil away with a Sisyphusian task every single day. Oh, because the janitor was constantly cleaning the door to the principal's office off? Yes. They really wanted you to see that joke. Well, I wonder why. What was the joke, Case? Muff monster. Mitter monster. Mitter Mitter monster. monster. Yeah. The principal of this school is an ex-cop and very strict. Walks around with a little pin with a uh, a whistle on it, just you know, just to show you how tough she is and strict she is. And she's no, constantly it's a le- getting... it's a leash. You know, like, uh, like managers in retail stores ahead for their keys. Oh, God. Yeah. That makes it worse. It's to pin the kids, leash the kids to her. Okay. So she's constantly <laughs> getting her door graffitied with monster... And her last name is like Mittermeister, but they call her Mitter Monster. And the idea that the film gives us is what, Case? Why why would you say that she's a monster? I don't know. Because she's super strict. Okay. Right? Cops, sure. strict, rules, they have her hair is pulled she? back tight. That that's what they were supposed to be given. Okay. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> You're right. Do you wanna do you wanna Can I tell you about a scene that was deleted that changes things? You remember how she was like looking at at the girls and kind of walks in and like watches Catherine Heigl do math and gets like real weird on it. Well, later it was showing the pageant scene, but it was her patting all of the girls down. Okay, because I don't I don't remember what shot it was, but there was some shot with her. Where she when gives, she's I think, walking up to go dance with her boyfriend at the end of the movie, and she wolf whistles her. Yes, yeah. that was it. The that, wolf I was whistle. like, wait, yeah. what? God, I couldn't. I, I had completely forgotten about it, but as soon as you brought it up, it was, yeah, there was something in this that suddenly put up my fucking hackles. Thank you! Because <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, where, why is this coming out of left field? Maybe, maybe the real monster in this movie, maybe all of this is like trauma that these women have went through because of a certain type of assault. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. Everything this movie has to say about sex and relationships <laughs> is kind of mm, side-eye. Juvenile is a good start of describing it. So that's the best I'm going to get. Casey, is this your blank check? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is it? Is it? Uh, oh, I'm sure there's definitely worse. <laughs> Give me time. Fair. Fair. Can I say something just a little mean? Sure. Sure. That fucking wow about this film. <laughs> that wow. fucking neighbor kid was such like a nerdy looking. I'm just like, oh my god, Simon. We gotta do something with your hair right now. Yeah, oh, right. This stringy, is not for you. Long stringy shoulder length oh. hair. That was the '90s, man. That I knew. It doesn't work on everyone, haircut. and it didn't on him. And I'm sorry. He's the it new neighbor boy people. that just moved in next door. That has a crush on Haley, the younger sister. And yeah, the first couple of times that they show him, I thought that to sh- as a way of like pairing them up, they were just trying to make Haley and Simon look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like maybe he was her stunt double and then they ended up cutting the action scenes and like, okay, love interest. All right, yeah. Uh, I guess, or somebody insisted we needed another love interest in it. We didn't. We needed fewer of them. <laughs> I, what about I, how, how far the film goes out of the way to make him, like, a nice guy? He tells Catherine Heigl that he doesn't normally prefer her body. And, like, it's like, it's what inside what counts. It's really the inside that attracts me to you. Yeah, he outright tells, he kisses Catherine Heigl uh, then outright tells her that, well, you're not my physical type. Yeah. And then implies that your younger sister is, but I'm attracted to you. What kind of negging ass bullshit is I this? I know, right? You Thank see you. what we had Thank to work you. with? This is why we accept what we accept, ladies. If you've watched this movie between 1996 and 2008, you might be compensated. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's just trying to throw a dog a bone. Right. Like, listen, I. <laughs> oh, honey. And then, like, the only thing that makes this okay is that currently Haley is inside Alexia's body. So she's going, oh, he likes me, you know, physically and no. emotionally. But that doesn't change that from the outside, somebody needs to slap the shit out of this kid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's got gentle parents, too. <laughs> uh, you know what it is? It's uh, it's a frustration with uh, the back and forth because the scenes where Katherine Heigl and Daniel Harris are, like, learning the difficulties of the other's life and coming closer together as sisters, I genuinely enjoyed that story arc in their chemistry together. And mm-hmm. the way that they did that in the Freaky Friday thing and played as each other was a lot of fun. And then they'd cut back to these bullshit romance arcs where Haley is doing weird sex stuff in her bro- sister's body. And Alexia is, like, picking up boys. And it's really gross and kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of creepy? Yeah. You could say that. Case, did this movie also speak to you because you and your friends wrote in a very detailed list of rules how to act and signed it in blood? Um, 
I definitely couldn't keep a diary and I don't remember doing blood stuff. <laughs> Weirdly big thing in 90s movies. Blood oaths. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. it's 100% yeah. nah, but it's, I don't know, I'm missing time. It's weird in retrospect. Why did every 90s, uh, why, why did so many movies in the 90s have me convinced that at some point I was going to have to like prick a finger, or cut open a palm and swear a blood oath to a friend over it? It's like quicksand. Like you just yeah. you used it a lot and it never happens. And I'm it never actually going to have to deescalate that to a maybe. <laughs> what? I'm just kind of recollecting some of the people that I hung out with. Are you hedging your bets now? I might have done blood stuff. Like <laughs> blood oathing. There's like a 70% chance I have a blood oath. Yeah, same. The more I think about it and reflect, <laughs> that number is growing. All right, I have, I have one major complaint with this movie, and it's something that I think is actually a complaint about all Freaky Friday movies, but this movie, it just really jumped out at me. So they wish upon a star, they go to sleep, then the next morning, uh, Alexia, Catherine Heigl's character, wakes up in her younger sister's body and doesn't realize this until she goes into the bathroom and looks in the mirror and screams. Yes. It's a scene. teenagers. Yeah, because teenagers. It's a scene that has been in, like, every Freaky Friday movie. Here's my problem with this movie, though. Haley, or Daniel Harris, is ten inches shorter than Katherine Heigl. Right. I'm pretty sure if I woke up ten inches shorter tomorrow, I would immediately look like I was wearing drunk goggles. Um, <laughs> if I may... Dave, Casey, um, Dave, 15 years ago would absolutely not realize if he woke up 10 inches shorter because that's how fucking hard you slept and would sleep through like multiple alarms. You did some pretty crazy shit when you were half asleep, Dave. So I believe as teenage Dave. 20, we're talking 20, 25 years ago, you would absolutely not notice. If you had to wake up, how were you waking up for school in the morning? Poorly. That's, right. That's Poorly. The accurate so answer. would you say, I'm not even saying like drunk hungover Dave, but especially drunk hungover Dave. Teenage Dave, I think it would take you longer than you think. That is a. Because you'd just be what? like, fuck, I'm just so tired. Oh that my is God. a drastically different perspective on the world. It, you Imagine you wake up tomorrow wearing stilts. You're going to immediately notice, holy shit, the world looks Hold very different. On how tall is Katherine Heigl? I checked. 10 inches lower is just above my nipples from my eyes. I'm going to so, immediately so, notice if I'm looking okay. at the world Hold from on. nipple height. What I'm learning is that her Dave eyes weren't open, though. She was keeping her eyes closed because it was still dark in her room. If Dave loses 10 inches, he's going to see the world from his nipples perspective. So this we're all just nipples, nipples to you, Dave. Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, the average height's pretty close to 5'5", five five, so yes. <laughs> we're all just nipples to Dave. Um, I also had an alternate ending on this movie that I don't know why, but it's just what occurred to me in the moment, and I almost died. 
end of the movie, we, we, now that we know that they explicitly have to wish at the same time, the movie shows them making the wish at the same time. And yeah, it yeah. overlays their audio tracks of them saying, I wish I was Alexa. I wish I was. And for some reason, in my brain, it instantly went the fly and they got mashed <laughs> into a single <laughs> terrible abomination. Yes. Yes. Because they and they have a, one of the frames is like a cut face between the two of them as the chimes are going and the camera's spinning yeah. and we're getting the kaleidoscope effect, <laughs> yeah. they should have just stuck with that where the two of them were merged into one. I was just, I, I now almost. Now we're both the winter queens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they go to the dance and there's some fucking Cronenberg nightmare, but everybody's cool yeah. with it. And they get crowned the winter queen and it's like the brain kid in uh, Psycho Gorman. <laughs> the parents write Alistair. that book. Oh, that would have been what an Remember ending. Remember Octomom got a bunch of deals? If Cronin twins parents don't sell a book, I'll eat my shoe. Oh yeah, because Alexia's pregnant. Super pregnant. Yeah, because Haley fucked her boyfriend in her body and didn't wear a yeah. rubber because she's wilding out. Because we didn't invent HPV yet. <laughs> Maybe that's why at the end of the movie when they wish to change back bodies, they like repeated it over and over again. Like by pushing the A button a bunch, it sped <laughs> up the wish. So that's why they did it instantly rather than wait till the next morning. They pressed zero enough to talk to the operator. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I think now. that's what happened. We solved it. See, mm. it makes sense. It does make sense. This film is very coherent. Isn't it? Also, uh, can we just talk about the clothing? Perfect. Was it? Absolutely perfect. Not the boys. Men's fashion was awful. You had nothing going on for you. Agreed. Correct. But, I remember the 90s. But yeah, the girls' correct. fashion. Um, Though I, n- I noticed an obscene amount of either knee-high or over-the-knee hose which brings us to the upsetting um, imdb what was it a a summary yeah casey's (laughs) casey's doing the imdb trivia i don't want to you do it (laughs) jay sent jay sent it in the chat no, I took a shot, a screenshot of the plot keywords that IMDb has attached to this film. Oh. And there's uh, a total of 68 of them, but let me read you the top five in order. Goody. Um, body swap. Huh? Yeah? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Guitar. <laughs> trumpet. What? Saxophone. Huh? What? what does that mean i need to check urban dictionary hang on even though your mind wants to tell you that band was ska it wasn't it wasn't i don't know i was like body swap okay i'm alone yeah, 100%. there was one Wait, what's going on everybody guitar. everybody i mean who... i guess there no, were guitars right. there were guitars in it <laughs> trumpet 
They what? have one really brief scene where there's a yeah. marching band where they pan across it. So, like, have the people who went to that high school that were in that band Googled it so many times that IMDb has picked it up as a keyword. That's how they find, like, what was that movie I was in again? <laughs> okay, I rewind, though. Tag number two, pantyhose. Yeah, they had every single time a girl was wearing shorts or skirt, they all had knee-high or over-the-knee hose. Yeah, we definitely went uh -huh. a little hard on the, uh, the Disney Channel foot fetish here. Yes, there we go. Because I'm like, uh, yeah, we did wear those sometimes. Not everybody wore them all the time. What the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? All right, listen, we got to wrap this up because there's a meteor shower coming up and I've got a death note. I mean, a wish to make. So, <laughs> Jay, I'll start with you from 1996 starring Queen Catherine Heigl. Hail! <laughs> wish upon a star would you watch it again i appreciate the brisk 90 minutes of this film it has a solid pacing and it is constantly moving it could fall into some body uh body swap traps and it really kind of doesn't not that it innovates on the genre in any way this is a fairly freaky friday film if you've ever seen a freaky friday style film but it wasn't awful. That being said, there's no real like great moments for me. There's nothing to really come back to. Maybe the the table dance scene is probably the most audacious film or audacious sequence in the film and I'm I'm not as uh drawn to it to come back to to laugh or revel in its spectacle. There's just nothing spectacular enough about it. But I also don't hate it so much that I'm just like, no. So it's more of a Nah, there's nothing here for me to come back to, and I don't have the sentimental attachment, so I'm not going to watch it again. But if you had it on, I mean, I might sit down and and pick on it a little bit. So, yeah, soft no for me. Soft no for me. But, Dave, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Wish Upon a Star, would you watch it again? You selling me a car? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So... I am very clearly not the target demographic ever on this movie. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Liar. Check his hard drive. There was actually stuff in this that I liked. I, I Catherine Heigl and Daniel Harris's performances as each other in A Freaky Friday was actually kind of a lot of fun. And they're like growing relationship as sisters while unjustified in the script of the film <laughs> they had really good chemistry on screen for uh, and i really really enjoyed that but everything else around it was just kind of a horrifying slice of 90s media and like had just the terrifying things that we did to children's psyches back then um, it, it is a very Freaky Friday movie, and I'm always disappointed when they do a Freaky Friday and they don't reference Freaky Friday in any way. It's like zombies never saying zombies. Like, come on. Um, so no, I'm not going to watch oh! Wish Upon a Star again. I, if for nothing else, Casey, for the brief slice of insight into your, <laughs> into your pop culture psyche, it was worth it. But I'm not going back for seconds. 
But you brought this upon us, and you brought it this week. So would you wish upon a star and watch Wish Upon a Star again? (laughs) I cannot be impartial to this. This is a huge blind spot. I haven't watched this movie in at least 20 years, and it made me feel like a kid again. Like, I felt like I was just, like, snug as a bug in a rug in my parents' basement, eating pizza rolls on a Friday night, just having a chill fucking night at home. I love this movie. Katherine Heigl is so gorgeous. Her makeup, her everything, all of her outfits are on fucking point. She is perfect. Danielle Harris is the other side of that coin with all the grunge stuff. Also perfect. I can't not love this movie. It's kind of like Halloween Town. One of those movies I will always love and always be able to come back for. I totally understand anyone who doesn't like it, but you are wrong. So, yes, I would watch this again. I apologize for nothing. This isn't flawed at all. It's perfect. It's everything. That's the verdict. One out of three of us has taste. Two out of three of us, it's all in their mouth. Maybe they're assholes like a starfish. (sighs) Next week, Jay, I guess, is going to try to top this 90s classic with a film he warned me was a big part of his personality when we met. Jay, what are you bringing? Listen. Not only is it a big part of my personality, but it stars Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes and Sandra Bullock, and that is Demolition Man, baby. This feels like cheating. What? It's been it has been a while since I've watched it. And it's a it's an action film, 1993. In fact, it's it's just turned 30 years old this year. What a way to celebrate! Oh, happy birthday, Demolition <laughs> Man. <laughs> You okay, Dave? No. Well, we'll brush up on our three shells knowledge in the meantime. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, Cinema. Throw a handful of pennies in the toilet. Or if you don't want to be wasteful, donate to our Patreon, slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. No! Get in a hot tub with the cutest boy at school. Dump his ass like the fucking muskrat he is. Oh, Steve, you're not a batter, Steve. I ain't seen a batter all night. Huh?